0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast returning from hiatus. Uh, and we are here to start our, our whatever season this is. We don't have seasons. Whatever series this is, we don't have series. <laughs> whatever cycle this is, we're just we're just starting again.
1: We're cycling. Um, yeah. We're
0: recycling up again, and uh, <laughs> we're gearing up to start talking about Strange New Worlds and their new season. But leading up to that, we're going to watch some classics and talk about them. Which includes uh, today, we're going to talk about Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, and with me, as always, we have Michael Henley.
2: Damn it, Spock. That's oh all I got.
0: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Damn, it, Spock. Damn it, Spock. We've
0: got, we've got Harry Coleman Hinners.
1: Damn it, Jim.
0: <laughs> and we've got me, Chris newcomer. I'm Uhura and I somehow am left behind and don't get to take part in the fun
1: part of yeah. this. I know, right? <laughs> Except yeah. but she has that really cool get in the closet scene she with does. Mr. Adventure she does. to make up for it. She does.
0: Um anyway, we're we're jumping ahead of ourselves. But yes, but yeah. we are here, we are here to discuss that. Before we jump into, as I said, before we jump into um the trek of the trek, let's jump into the hearts of the people talking the trek. Carrie, yes. how you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. I just got a new little haircut. We were just gossiping yeah. about my new cute little bob.
0: Yeah, for our uh, listeners, um the bob is yeah. adorable and it's uh, beautifully frames <laughs> Carrie's face. It looks great. It looks awesome.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean to get it cut this short, but I went into Listen, sometimes I go to the hair cuttery or the supercuts and don't don't judge those people. They're they're good workers sometimes I think they get a bad rap like yeah but agreed mm-hmm. don't don't give those guys a bad rap
0: <laughs> so carrie is staunchly in favor of the haircuttery folks and we love that that's yeah, it. Support the, haircuttery, small business.
1: the super cuts um the funny thing is is that there was an older woman uh who cut my hair this time rosemary and rosemary was an older woman and i was like "Mm, i've never had an older woman cut my hair let's see how this goes and she did a great job like it's a really nice cut it's just a real a lot shorter than yeah she like took her own interpretation of what i asked for
0: (laughs) yeah i think that in a general uh I think most. It doesn't matter where you go, haircuttery or any any mm-hmm. any any person who's cutting your hair. They tend. You say that a half an inch, and they often hear. I heard yeah. two inches. I'm going to take two heard inches off. I you <laughs> want
1: the whole thing off.
2: I heard you want.
1: Uh, it's true because I will get see a different stylist, and I will tell them the same exact instructions for my hair, and I will always get a different haircut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. We gotta go anyway. start going to the same person and then you'll get some more <laughs> consistency. That it's I mean that's true. not that's not it's even true. a joke. That's just how it's, it's
1: true. No, I get, know, get I know. But <laughs> I have I think it's like a weird um I'll see a person for a couple of times and then I feel awkward about it and I don't want to commit and then I like find somebody else.
0: <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> You're like, I've already committed to a husband and a baby. I'm not going to commit to this person cutting my hair. I'm extremely
1: monogamous. I'm the most monogamous person uh, that you've ever met. That's very funny. Well, Michael Henley,
0: (laughs) how are you doing? Any any recent haircut uh, uh, adventures for you?
2: No. um, And my haircut adventures are really boring because, uh, you know, I'm... You know, I, I need to go back to the haircuttery because I think I did that one time right before our wedding, basically. And it felt like I was putting my hair in the arms, uh, in, in the hands, rather, of uh, of, a, of of an artist. And uh, I think the place I go to is, an artist is very reliable, I... <laughs> but also just on the side of boring, basically. So I, I don't have haircut adventures. When I do, they come out very boring stories, unfortunately. <laughs> um, You've been uh, to a really good barber, Michael? What's that? You've been to like a really good barber. I mean, uh, yeah, when I was little and I feel like my whole adult life has been like searching for the next Mr. or Mrs. Right, basically, to uh, okay. to 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 be a proper hair. You know, I, I feel like I've been settling to I mean, spread my wings, I think, a little bit. Yeah, See, we uh, do
1: have relationship uh, comparisons with our hair. You spotless.
2: do. You, you're in a similar
0: spot, whereas I've been in a yeah. monogamous hair relationship for four years with my person but they also live it's my roommate and they also live at my house and they do a great job so my hair is currently <laughs> that's good reason
2: a good reason
0: yeah but they also like are professionals so like they they work at um
2: wow. a
0: couple salons here in Fishtown and then but then they'll also like, cut my hair at night and do the color and you know uh it's the, yeah, right now my hair is currently some. blonde so it's been nice to uh to be able to bleach my hair at, you know at a, at odd hours and not feel like i have to make an appointment so i'm i lucked out in that way
1: wow yeah that's the way to do it yeah <laughs>
2: Just to go through the checklist though, real quick though, um, let's see, like just things over the past couple weeks. Um, my new nephew was born, which is a very exciting. Yeah, Um, I went on my first business trip in several years. We went to Dallas, which unfortunately is not the most exciting city in the world to go to, but still had a good time. Um, And also we celebrated my birthday, uh, me and my significant other over the weekend, which was super nice. We went out to dinner. We went to the movies for the first time since the pandemic. like an actual indoor movie, um, which was super nice. It was great. We had a fantastic weekend. So uh, I'm pretty good. It's been a busy spring, though, really busy yeah well happy birthday michael that's exciting happy
1: birthday chris you. you had a um, birthday too yes you did, did happy birthday. birthday yeah thank yeah. you thank
0: you thank you,
2: did you um i had to time? say it first so i could be i could be told happy birthday last because once again you know i love being the martyr i feel uh, i feel day. guilty now mentioning it was my birthday because it feels like i was trolling for compliments like just like oops you know so, hey i hey, hey, believe i this? invited both of you to my birthday and i don't believe either of you i know i'm sorry okay. i'm sorry that's well your nice. birthday was literally the literally the <laughs> weekend my nephew was born i'm sorry that's okay it's all
1: uh, in my defense i forgot uh, <laughs>
2: i lost my
0: favorite kind of in my defense in my defense it wasn't important enough for me to remember <laughs> no that's i totally fine i no, i i'm i'm also at an age where i'm not i our lives are busy and things pull us in all di- different directions mm-hmm. and sometimes we uh, you know it just slips slips the old noodle um it's no but the, the, the birthday flips the old noodle <laughs> but yes like just like michael so michael does that make you so you you just had your birthday that makes me 41. Yeah, but so you're not, a, I was going to actually just go, I wasn't going to make you reveal your your numbers, but I was going to see your astrological yeah. sign. <laughs> oh, uh, that makes me a Gemini. <laughs> oh, Gemini. I could, okay, yeah. well, that makes a lot of sense to me. I see you as yeah. a Gemini. Balance scale. Oh, yeah. Okay. What is
1: your, what is Yeah, what's your... yours, Chris?
0: Oh, I'm a Taurus.
2: You're Taurus? I'm a Taurus. Tourist. Wow. Tauruses love um, to,
0: you know, you know be at home and comfort. They love to watch yes. TV. I'm with someone who is a Cancer, and apparently Cancer and Taurus Um, they're the couple that's most likely to actually Netflix and chill, like just actually sit down and watch a lot of TV. Yes, (laughs) actually do
1: it. Uh, could you guess my horoscope?
0: I think I might be wrong. Are you a, are you a Scorpio?
1: No.
2: No.
0: When's your birthday?
1: February. I'm an Aquarius. Actually, Scott's
0: a Scorpio. Scott is the least Scorpio Scorpio I've ever met. He's so like... Gentle and kind. What? No offense. I'm
1: you. an Aquarius. What? And so, what is that? Wait a second. I... Yeah. What defines a Scorpio?
2: And why is Scott not? I just Scorpio? met a lot of Scorpios <laughs> who've like rocked my world. They're just like really intense.
1: Oh, and they have like I really see. strong
0: opinions. Cool. And they're like, okay. want to be in charge.
1: No, and Scott's I'm an Aquarius. Like... And I think I sort of equate being Aquarius with people who are very creative and artistic and sort of yeah. uh, fly by their own drummer. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm turning it. Fly by the their Scott own drummer. Winners.
0: That's a new one. <laughs> I like that.
1: March to the beat of their own pants yeah
2: you know? uh-huh. yeah that's, good. <laughs> that's fantastic I like that um I really like that malapropism <laughs> a lot actually March to the beat of their own pants that's great
0: <laughs> um I tell you I'll tell you a story thats Star Trek related to people who are marching to their own pants. I did attend the diversity and uh, inclusion con here in Philadelphia thrown by gays in space. So I saw a lot of our favorite Star Trek people live and in person here yes. in Philadelphia at the convention yes. Center. Fantastic. Um, Including I saw Denise Crosby, Tasha yar I saw um, well, I signed up for a couple like meet and greets. And then my my boyfriend pointed out to me, he's like, You only signed up to meet all the different doctors. Are you okay? (laughs) 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 So I was in line to meet, I met um um guy who plays Julian Bashir. I always forget his name. Um Alexander Siddick. uh, yeah, Alexander Siddick Siddick. was so lovely and so nice. I got to tell him how much I loved their gay yeah. storylines uh, subtextual uh and then <laughs> i got to meet uh the doctor <laughs> from from um robert picardo i got to meet robert, robert picardo. picardo who he's was very nice favorite.
1: he's yeah, my favorite he's my favorite well they had an away it's mission where favorite. you could go sing
0: karaoke with him which i didn't end up doing but oh, it sounded my like fun god. <laughs> oh
1: my um, god
0: and then i ended up doing a full photo with um you know cuz they are the ones you can do like a selfie meet and greet or you can pay to like have yeah. them take like a real nice photo Oh, yeah. I did that with um, with uh, Nana Visitor, so I got Aww. to meet Miss Kieran Reese. It was very cool. It was it was really lovely um, to to be there and see a very a queer oriented sort of or like diversity oriented Star Trek yeah. convention. Yeah, And
1: Nana Visitor, they she had some uh, queer subtext. Oh Plot yeah. lines. Yeah. I, it was more than sure. subtext.
0: I think it came to yeah. the full text at one point. Um, <laughs> full
1: text. Yeah, you're right.
0: But um, there was there was one person there who was doing their version of Tuvix, but it was Troy and Riker. So they were Troiker. Troika. And it was really quite good. It was really, really pretty excellent. Uh, excellently done. Troiker was very good. Yeah. yeah. And then we also nice. we saw a panel on how um, on this thing where they're about people actually going into space. And Denise Crosby told a story how she got to go and be one of those, those um um zero-g plane rides and how they cost a lot of money it was just it was just interesting wow. to see different awesome. things that are you know the real the real the real time applications of where science is and what we can do and so yeah i had a great time i would definitely go again that's so cool yeah and i turned 40 and i don't think anything else really happened oh and then we just had pride here in philadelphia so yeah I'm exhausted, but we had a great time. It was huge. It was like eight blocks. It sounds, just... like,
1: it sounds like being gay is so exhausting, like you know really what? tiring. You, you
0: ain't just whistling Dixie.
1: <laughs> that's why that's why I couldn't do it. I just don't have the stamina. Yeah,
0: that's why. It's the it's the it's the schedule.
1: It's the schedule that you have to keep.
0: Well, you can be, there, there are antisocial, there are gays who would prefer to stay home and, and not, you know, engage mm. in every single, I'm just a very social gay.
1: Well, I haven't met mm. them because I guess they're all home.
0: They're all no. home. Exactly right. They're all home. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're getting real close to something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're all homosexuals. Who'd like to stay home?
1: They're all homosexual. Homosexual. Well, well, homosexuals.
0: Well, <laughs> Um <laughs> But on that note, should we talk about some of the Trek that's been in the news since last
1: week? We should. We definitely should.
0: Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up um, and and Trek the News is that the news came out, I think, before we went... I mean, after we went on hiatus, that Discovery, this is going to be their final season. So there isn't going to be Mm -hmm. any more Discovery after season five. Mm -hmm. How did you guys feel about that news?
2: Um, (laughs) I... (laughs) I (laughs) I... <laughs> oh, no. if it's if it's i'm curious whether never seen two more never can tell. people in my life i know i know i am I'm, I'm curious whether they're going out on their own terms or whether this is kind of like a quiet yeah. cancellation because sometimes you never can tell if they're going yeah. out on their own terms i'm fine with that um if it's cancellation i feel less fine with that um because i feel like they've shot it already though right or they haven't they've shot it already i believe yes because you know i I just think i feel very spoiled right now when i'm basically or you know like i just think we were spoiled back then we're like back in the 90s we got like 25 episodes a year and now we're like 10 per show every two years and it's just like so when they all told, say, we're two, told we're getting two, we're
0: getting two ninety seasons of Star Trek Discovery, essentially.
2: Basically, yeah, it feels yeah. like, oh, that yeah. was like 50 episodes. I, 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 in a way, I feel like I've barely gotten to know these people. So it feels kind of disappointing. Not that I expect the yeah. show to run for 15 years, but we
0: also didn't know. start really loving Next Generation until after they had That's 50 true. episodes under their belt.
2: That's
1: <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that worked against them. And I feel like Discovery has been one of the most uh, contentious. Yeah. uh of the new shows. Um uh, so yeah. people either love it or they are angry at it and
0: can't watch yeah. it
1: and can't see well, it. like, they're angry it's at, the at it most... for
0: like some are angry at it for, for for purely creative issues some are angry at it for dumb I'm not just yeah. woke Star Trek how dare you put yeah. this in my TV. Kind of sure sure yeah.
2: um, boy there's boy they're still they're still angry aren't they man just yeah like, they're still angry, like, yeah. they're
1: angry. like guys well, can you get a life like you know buy, buy, a, I, buy a plant yeah. or the lawn
2: whatever yeah, I'm, I'm sorry That's plants
1: <laughs> i mm-hmm. mean i i love discovery as i've said before but i have been a little bit let down uh yeah. by some of the plot lines and like uh mike michael said it's like i I don't think we got a chance to really get invested in these characters. So Well, yeah, we'll see how know? it
0: we'll see how, it, how this this last season rolls out. I was reading this yeah. article that was like five things they need to do in this last season to sort of one was like just stay and explore the 32nd century. Don't go anywhere else, just like yeah. try to keep things, you know, in world. And then the, another thing they said was don't if there is a world ending problem, maybe the people from the, from, you know, the 24th century or 23rd century, wherever they're from, shouldn't be the ones to solve it. <laughs> you know. Uh, right. So I don't know it was, it was interesting, some interesting points made. I'm looking forward to watching it. I like all those people. I think, I think if they're talented. I think sometimes they're just hoisted on their own petard of earnestness. Mm,
1: hoisted on the their own petard.
0: I think the show mm-hmm. is i think the show you know i think the humor they find isn't always it's there but it's like it's not
1: it's not really it's kind of forced it feels like they're yeah. not they're yeah. not the right it's not the right tone where the where yeah there's humor yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: i also think that you know for, for like it or not i think that discovery is the most schizophrenic star trek show like ever yeah. <laughs> so much show that you know I mean, Picard kind of takes his honor, too, to an extent, because all the seasons are very different from each other. But, like, you know, Picard's kind of a known quantity. It's like, it's Picard going on adventures. If you if I had to give the elevator pitch for, like, what Star Trek Discovery I'd ba- about? I'd be like, yeah. well, you know, it starts here, and then it goes in, like, five different directions kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. And that's not a criticism per se. It's not like, you know, like, and that's why the show has failed. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, but it just, it does feel like, you know... Discovery has always been the show where like every time I kind of find my footing with it they kind of throw mm-hmm. the cards all up in the air and yeah. say now we're doing something different. And I um, I don't think it's no.
1: failed. Like I wouldn't say no, Discovery no. failed, no. but sometimes oh, I mean, it's yeah, like yeah, you no. expect to see 7 seasons now like but yeah. this is not then. Now is not then. Now is now. I really like Seneca Martin uh green green
0: gr-
2: green. Yeah. I was going to say brown. Much. Wrong yeah. color.
1: Um no, I love Senequa. Really like, yeah, I like I like her a lot. I think that she did a very good. That was a very good uh, captain de- depiction. I was. And just I'm thinking excited about to see her. the Michelle Yeoh
0: Section Thirty One movie that they're going to make. That looks yes. pretty cool. Oh, that's the I mean, other. trick
1: in the news that we would. That'll be incredible. Talk, that they. It's not going to be a, a series. It'll be a right. movie.
2: It'll be a movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did we talk about that last time we were together, or was that that happened? I feel I don't like think we. It's I can't remember. We might I, talked have. About I can't it. remember. Because I definitely
2: yeah. remember telling someone that this is clearly a, a reaction to the fact that Michelle Yeoh just won an Oscar. Yeah. And- they they had her on the books for this, and then and yeah. it feels very much just like her negotiating. Well, I don't know if I want to be tied down to a show, and yeah. they're them going like, well, we're not gonna lose you, you know, like compromising we want to do on something. a movie. Well, but you actually, know that she's I gotten her contract. Better. You know, you got, she's definitely gotten her contract that um, if you more more
0: remunerative work that you can get out of that contract that's often written into contracts. So I'm sure she's got all these movies coming at her that are like. Giving her the big bucks. So I'm oh, sure wow. they have to do I some would awesome be down
1: for Star Trek doing a series of like um direct to Netflix movies or yeah. that yeah. sort of that sort of uh format would be really cool. Um
2: no, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Um yeah.
0: Any other trek in the news we missed before we move on to talking about oh. the search for Spock?
1: It's not trek in the news but today I learned about Google's new glasses. If you you guys heard about mm. the Google's new glasses which is totally uh going to rock our tech future. Um it's basically this it's Google. It's Google. I don't know how to describe it. So you can take pictures with your glasses on. You can watch movies through your glasses. You can talk to people through your glasses. The glasses are uh, see through, so you can see people in real life while you're seeing people on the oh screen. God. It's very. I- I'm like it's not Star Trek, but it's getting closer. It's not to far this, off.
0: I uh,
2: mean, it's getting closer are, to yeah. this
1: vision of the future that we see in uh, science fiction.
2: Apple announced some glasses today too. Are these like a Apple. similar product? I'm
1: sorry. Did I say Google? I meant Apple. I'm oh, so okay. Sorry. All right. I wasn't I'm sure. I'm so sorry. Okay. I, that no, was no, my you... slip. That was my slip of the tongue. I definitely meant Apple. Yeah. I think it's called something I, Pro I, The only pro thing I saw or... about that
2: was the Vision price <laughs> tag, which was like almost something four like thousand dollars. Yeah. No, like ma'am. Like, no,
0: thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna buy those damn colorblind glasses before I buy the um. The Apple ones. I'm colorblind, so it'll be cool to see the world. Apple Vision Pro.
1: It. Yeah, it's called Vision Pro. Wow. Um, and that's the newest thing. I'm already Sorry. disconnected
0: enough from the world when I play video games and watch TV. Mm. I feel like adding glasses into the equation that I can do that at any time is maybe not what I personally need. That's mm. my stance, yeah. yeah. It maybe... feels like
1: to me that every time like a revolutionary type of technology comes out, it's so amazing, and this is going to sort of make its way into our everyday life somehow and become commonplace, just as similar to like when everybody started having TVs, when everybody had yeah. phones in their house, when everybody yep. had cell phones. You know, Hey, I'm coming and to you on just... the
0: Victrola. I haven't, I haven't yeah. upgraded it at all.
1: Yeah. So we keep upgrading our technology. And this is, I feel like this is going to be the newest thing that our kids, I have a six month old. I think he's going to have Google glasses. And I think that's going to be mm, a thing. Apple, Apple vision pro. I can't, I said, Google again, didn't you I? Did. Apple yeah, glasses. Did. <laughs> if
0: we're going to get oh an God. Apple vision pro sponsorship, we got to say the name, right?
1: Oh now. <laughs> my God. How many times do I say Google? It's because I'm turning into like a mom. Did you get that on the Googles?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know you're you know you're really getting parentified if you're saying like celebrities' names like off just by like one letter with each name you're yes. saying like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
2: Jennifer
0: Kulana Stones or whatever you know. Whatever, yeah, you
1: know. That's, that's why I said Saniqua <laughs> Martin Brown. I'm like it's a color. It's definitely a color. Saniqua yeah. Martin.
0: Green, green. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, interesting. Okay. Well, that's yeah. something to something to look forward to, or maybe add into our. Fears of the future, along with
2: AI.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm way. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean that 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 that's the. Uh, I'm way more co- scared about AI right now. Yeah. Too.
1: So only because AI of those people who are these glasses.
0: I'm only scared about AI because of all the like people who are like leading researchers who are like, we should be worried about this. I'm like, oh, that's not. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you like yeah. put the hard yards in, so you actually know that this could be terrifying.
1: Oh, they're worried about losing their jobs, so that's why they're gonna.
0: Yeah. Fair. Well, and also maybe about, you know, AI that could turn our own things against us, you know, physical things, you know, that yeah. that old
1: just that old plot line.
2: It's yeah, it, it's not like they're, you know, it's and it's not like they're like, you know, shouting every, you know, like from the high heavens basically. And like, but it like it does kind of become a thing where like feels like you're in a conversation and you're basically just like well you know ai it's not like they're ever going to be in a position to threaten us and the leading experts are always always respond to that with like well you know and it's just like oh finish that thought what 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 are you saying what are you saying um well and i think it's it's also
0: tied in with like all the conversations i've been having with people my age who are now currently using things like chat gpt to mm-hmm. come up with you know ideas for meetings for emails for yeah um, they're using it more and more and relying on it have like one friend who was like yeah it's cut it's got five hours out of my work week you know and i was yeah. like well that's incredible that's um, cool but okay. also i'm like it's us being relying on these things that i think could then also in the end be the old achilles
2: heel yeah and... could be a
1: real negative to yeah. crush yeah. our yeah. own creative minds working well so. the
2: the, the creative stuff is really scary because, like, I can see the value in that and, like, you know, cutting time out of your work week and whatnot, basically. Yeah, but for a business, are, but not for
0: writing. For like a business, writing. yeah. Yeah.
2: For people who are, you know, or, you know, like, I think that – see, the one great thing about AI, about chat GPT is, like, you know, if someone submits to you, it's just like, yeah, how do you think this reads? You could ju- I could just be like, oh, this is terrible um, because uh, a person didn't write it, so therefore I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. Um, right. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to think of it more positively, too, where uh, I think something unexpected will come out of it that we don't we can't even conceive of at the moment. Like, well, because AI took all this time out of our day for us, we are now able to do this.
0: Oh, man, the porn will create. No, um...
1: (laughs) I was thinking more like everybody's going to get into ceramics. Like everybody's oh, like going to have a lot of like vases
0: and cups and mugs <laughs> in their house. Yeah. Because that's, that is how the machine works. We, we get, we corporate slugs get more free time and we definitely get to use it for making ceramics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's
2: it, it's weird without going, it's weird how uh, they're everyone's so gung ho on just like, we should use AI to like be more creative stuff. And it's just like, why don't we like use AI to like do more boring humdrum stuff. And that way uh-huh. we have more time to do creative stuff. Like, well, yeah. you know, like,
1: why mm. don't we use it to solve global warming?
0: That old thing, that old chestnut. Yeah. Hey, we fixed that. We fixed the hole in the ozone. We've proven we can do things well yeah. and fix yeah. things. Let's let's do it. But uh, you know what? We're not here to talk about the world's problems. We're here yeah. to talk about. We'll
1: have to edit all that out. We'll have to edit yes, all. We that don't. Out.
0: Why would we have to do that? We're not editing. <laughs> uh, because
2: the AIs are going to come
0: for us later oh,
1: and like read yeah, that okay. transcript. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: Like they'll know that we're editing we're, we're ai um uh, insurrectionists and, and, and about five years they're going to be like all right you're going in the prison camp And it's just like whoa well, wait why it's like remember subjective must be eliminated Except they'll have, like, 5th, voices. 2023 we were listening it's like okay that's yeah. fair yeah Shit. yeah, yeah. Oh my
1: God. well you know a world where
0: there isn't ai or maybe there is ai there is ai but there there's also definitely are, AI. are other problems um like genesis <laughs> genesis planets like uh, not we, having Spock. Like not having Spock. Which yeah, I gotta look for. Him. Where always, is he? I, I always exactly right. in this movie. I'm always just like, I, it's in the title, and I'm always surprised mm-hmm. that he mostly is not in this movie.
1: He's <laughs> not in
0: it. I mean he is. He's on like, the
1: other side of the camera. Nobody so looked at, yep. nobody looked behind the fourth wall.
0: Right. Wait, did he direct this?
1: Yeah, he did. He oh, sure did. did. Yeah. He sure did.
0: Yeah. He sure did. Good yeah. for you guys for knowing that. Directed by Leonard <laughs> Nimoy, written
2: by Harv Bennett, Harvey Bennett. I don't know the who they are. Um, but uh, yeah. Harv Bennett was uh, produced uh, Star Trek II, and he was like a TV producer uh-huh. uh, who kind of came in when they were making Star Trek II on the cheap and then just got graduated to like a writer for this movie, basically. So he produced all of them up till five. Oh, sure. um, Okay. So he's very big part of the movie series. I love that.
0: Well, this movie came out in 1984, and I'm going to talk about the plot, and then we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we remembered, Mm -hmm. what we didn't remember,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and then we're also going to discuss if we think we have Katras or not. Okay, here Mm. we go.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: The Federation Starship Enterprise returns to Earth following a battle with the superhuman Khan Noonien Singh, who tried to destroy the Enterprise by detonating an experimental terraforming device known as Genesis. The casualties of the fight include Admiral James T. Kirk's Vulcan friend, Spock, whose casket was launched into space and eventually landed on the planet created by the Genesis device. Upon arriving at Earth's space dock, Dr. Leonard McCoy begins to act strangely and is detained. The commander of Starfleet, Admiral Morrow, visits the Enterprise and informs the crew the ship is to be decommissioned. The crew is instructed not to speak about Genesis due to political fallout over the device. David Marcus, uh, Kirk's son, and a key scientist in Genesis development, and Lieutenant Savick are investigating the Genesis planet from aboard the science vessel Grissom. Discovering an unexpected life form on the surface, who could it be? Marcus and Savick tra- transport to the planet. They find that the Genesis device has resurrected Spock in the form of a child. Although his mind is not present, Marcus admits that he used unstable... Proto matter in the development of the genesis device causing spock to age rapidly and meaning the planet will be destroyed within hours meanwhile krug is that what we say his name krug krug, krug. krug. krug the commander of the klingon bird of prey intercepts information about genesis recognizing the device's potential as a weapon he takes his cloaked ship to the genesis planet destroys the grissom and searches the planet for survivors um let's take a beat here and talk about just sort of the first yeah. beginning part of the movie um i always forget that christopher lloyd is in this movie um yeah. and playing a great a great villain i have to say love him um, yeah oh my god so good well how do you guys feel about this do you, is this movie you like you don't like you, don't, you know you know you think middling on
1: i like this movie i'm just gonna go out and say i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say that this is a good movie and i like it uh this <laughs> is I know, I know. Shocking. Actually, I forgot how much of a good movie this was because I yeah. hadn't seen it in a long time. And it it has the ability to pull me in again, even though I've seen it several times in the past. And you can't say that for all movies. And, and, and it's Very possible true. that it's just because I like Star Trek that this is why uh, that happened. Maybe that's not the same for everybody. But I think that uh, I... I was thinking mostly about the fashion of this movie and oh, yeah. wondering if this is the best fashion on start to old, older Star Trek movies. Are so you referring love- to when they're
0: at like Kirk's apartment or whatever and they're like yeah, out of their Yeah, I love their casual
1: love clothes. <laughs> I do like their uniforms. I like that it's like this jacket that's kind of military and pants. It's like it it puts everybody on the same, like uh, nobody's looking sexier than another person. Um, (laughs) So I like that part of it. Um, At what What? point? Yeah, I'm only... The parts in this movie that stick out to me that I don't know if we... I can't remember in the timeline when they happened, but yes, I was thinking mostly about the fashion and who, and uh, Sulu's Cape, his lovely love poncho. Sulu's cape. Cape. Oh,
0: Sulu's Cape is yep. so good. I really yeah. love Sulu's Cape.
1: Mm-hmm. But I also think...
0: like Michelle Nichols outfit at the apartment is
2: beautiful. I'm just like, let her yes. dress like Agreed. that. I mean, yeah, her, uh,
1: necklace, yeah. her necklace, her yeah. necklace stood out to me. There's very large. And I think.
2: Everybody wins with the fashion here except for Chekhov. For some reason, they put Chekhov yeah. in like a really kind of dumpy, kind of like frock like thing, basically. That yeah, it's, like, it has like it has like medieval letters to it almost. It does. Bit, yeah, way. he looks like a yeah. medieval serf. Yeah, yeah. It's weird.
1: Maybe that fit more with Chekhov's personality. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, he barely had anything to do in this movie. He like yeah. had maybe two lines. True. It was like, mm-hmm. you know,
1: the cast, like uh, Uhura didn't have a lot she was gone yeah. for a lot of
0: it yeah she's like i'll meet you at the drop-off point which is in the next movie
1: <laughs> she shows up at the she, end she,
2: she does up okay at the she very does, end. Yeah.
0: On just yep. like she has
1: okay. a line she does have a, a line but yeah she shows up in the next movie yeah
0: <laughs> I, I think i just i just i, I that one scene where she's where she, she has that great moment where she puts the guy in the closet and then she says i'll meet you at the drop-off point and i was just like wait but she should go with you why is she separating yeah. Yeah, You've already left one crew member behind and while you're going back now, haven't you learned no lessons? Come on. She's,
1: gonna, she's <laughs> dealing with Mr. Adventure in the closet.
0: Yeah. The guy was into that. He was definitely into getting locked in the closet though. So that part I enjoyed as well. Mr.
1: Adventure was, that was, I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes because she's very clearly like, you're going to the closet now. He's like, what? She's like,
2: get in the closet, little boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry, whole- I'll deal with him
2: there's a whole thread in this movie of every Starfleet person who's not our favorites. Basically, is just a dick oh, there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, it's, it's very, very consistent. It's, it's, it's kind of adorable.
0: And that, that tends to be what happens. I mean, especially when the plot is, Oh, we now we're, there's a, there's a, you know, an alien worm in the brains of the admirals, or there's, a, you know, <laughs> in the last season of Picard, there are people, you know, the changelings have infiltrated, or you know, whenever time they're put at odds with Starfleet, everyone else in Starfleet becomes a total yeah. dick.
2: The mm-hmm. um, admiral has like the most bizarre line in this movie when he, when Kirk is asking for permission. And Admiral Morrow literally says, "Um, I have never understood Vulcan mysticism anyway. And it's just like it's one of those things she's like you're in Starfleet. Come on, yeah, man, like that is I find that unacceptable.
0: Yeah, it's offensive yeah. language. It truly is, offensive it kind language.
1: Of is. yeah, the other there is another uh, offensive sort of language where uh, actually it people would got would have gotten away with it up till recently." Where uh Kirk goes to get McCoy out of the hospital and he's like, I gotta go to the Starfleet funny farm. It sounds like oh, this yeah. guy mm-hmm. is uh whatever <laughs> yes. he said about <laughs> him. I'm like, So
0: to cake, mental he health. Says. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to, so fruit he's fruity as a nutcake.
0: Fruity as a nut, a nut cake nut- is definitely what he
1: says. Yeah, for <laughs> this guy's Fruity as a nut cake. All right. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. That's, that's Thanks the 80s. shirt. That's, this that's is 80s, why we're yeah. all messed up. <laughs> no, that's the shirt I'm wearing Thank to Pride you. next year.
0: Fruity as a nut cake is what I'm wearing to Pride next year. I like that yeah. shirt. I think that works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, really that really just sums up why everyone of our age is just in therapy right now because our parents yeah. <laughs> didn't like,
2: you know, prioritize
1: mental feel like, health
2: yeah uh-huh yeah i feel like if you told me that was a shatner ad lib i'd be like oh i believe you i mean definitely
0: i mean that's something that that shatner probably had learned on the sets of of the uh of um you know the shows he did in the 50s and 60s DJ so well, this is fine yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: well i said exactly i said this to tj hooker and it got a great laugh the gaffer right. loved it i
1: right always gaff. get the feeling that shatner maybe calls women dolls you know like thanks doll 100
2: oh, yeah. percent. absolutely
1: and like maybe the women are like fine with it like all right
2: have
0: a great swim doll sorry that was a bad reference to his life <laughs> no, terrible the mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry>. terrible,
1: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Carol.
0: Um she was an Olympic swimmer and she died in the pool. That's all I'm saying. Um uh but um that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Should I should I read the rest and then we'll talk about it? Yeah, go oh, ahead. I love it. Okay, Go great. ahead. <clears throat> so Spock's father Sarek confronts Kirk about his son's death. The pair learn that before he died, Spock transferred his katra or living spirit to McCoy. Spock's katra and body are needed to lay him to rest on his home world Vulcan and without help McCoy will die from carrying it kind of like a std disobeying orders kirk and his officers spring mccoy from detention disable the uss excelsior and steal the enterprise from space dock to return to the genesis planet to receive retrieve uh, spock's body on genesis the klingons capture marcus savik and spock and before krug can interrogate them their ship signals that the enterprise has arrived krug beams back to the bird of prey in orbit the undermanned enterprise initially gains the upper hand in battle but the klingons return fire and disable the ship in the standoff that follows krug orders that one of the hostages on the surface be executed and marcus is killed defending savik and spock kirk and company feign surrender and activate the enterprise's self-destruct sequence This is actually particularly badass i thought um, killing the klingon boarding party Mm -hmm. while the enterprise crew transports to the planet's surface Promising the secret of Genesis, Kirk lowers Krug to the planet and has Krug beam Kirk's crew to the Klingon vessel. As the Genesis planet d- disintegrates, Kirk and Krug engage in a fistfight. Kirk emerges victorious <laughs> after <laughs> kicking <laughs> Krug off. I'm sorry. Just, this, this made me
2: laugh a little bit. He's like, I've, I've had enough. Just, Iconic.
1: I, I have <laughs> had, had enough.
2: enough. <laughs> he stomps his foot on every word. It's hilarious. <laughs>
0: And you know, it's actually that wasn't even from the movie. He was just, he was so mad they were out of something at Crafty. That was what it was. Like so yes. they're, they're missing some Rice Krispies mm-hmm. treats. It's true. Um, Kirk emerges victorious after kicking Krug off a cliff into a lava flow. Kirk and his officers take control of the Klingon ship and head to Vulcan. There, Spock's Katra is reunited with his body in a dangerous procedure called the Fall Torpon. Uh, the ceremony is successful <laughs> and Spock is resurrected alive and well, though his memories are fragmented. At Kirk's prompting, Spock recalls the word he referred to Kirk as Jim and recognizes the crew as well. His friends joyfully gather around him. Now, before you jump to anything, I just want to say that that last scene where they do reunite him with his Katra, I was like, this is do they just steal all the imagery of this for like Stargate and those kinds of movies? It feels very kind of that. There's like some Egyptian influence to what's going on there. And
1: yeah, there's know. definitely
0: that, in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, um, that's that Vulcan mysticism.
0: That's that Vulcan mysticism.
1: That you just don't get. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't know why. They always make Vulcan like that a little.
2: I guess just because since Vulcan is established as a desert, you know, as a very and like dry ancient. planet. It, yeah. yeah, and ancient. I think it gets just kind of lends itself to that kind of, you know, that Egyptian imagery, imagery or kind of, you know, related to it.
0: Um, true,
2: true, yeah, true. For sure.
0: Um. Yeah, I think highlights for me in the latter half of this movie are definitely the the um the bait and switch of of killing all those Klingons by doing the self-destruct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: Um also uh, the self-destruct is zero 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 destruct zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seems easy it's to fun. steal that code. They <laughs> <run laughs> call it alpha burn. tango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Um got it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I just want, I wanted to circle back to something <laughs> which, when we were talking about how we feel about this movie, like, overall. Because, like, my whole thing about this movie is, this is one of my, so, on the one hand, you can definitely go that this is a movie that is very much reverse engineered to the idea, of, like, this is the movie where at the end of it, they get Spock back, basically. and Everything's kind of, like, built around that point. It's like, Leonard Nimoy wanted to leave. And then he decided to change his mind. And here's how we bring him back, you know? So it's it's got that kind of, you know, it's very structural kind of quality to it. So it should be terrible. Yeah. And yet it's one of my favorite ones. Maybe not so much for the story, but because it's got so many moments that I absolutely love. Um, So, you know, and I I count among those moments uh, the stealing of the Enterprise, which Mm -hmm. is just an amazing sequence and super fun. I love Christopher Uh, Lloyd as Krug.
1: Sulu saying, Don't call me tiny. Don't call me tiny. Um, his cape over his yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I love this is our introduction to the Klingon bird of prey, which is a model that I love. The model work in this movie is so yeah, good. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I read the um, trivia that the Klingon language that you could like learn on uh, Duolingo was developed from this movie. Like this is yep. the start this is of the, start. The, wow. the real life written Klingon language that you could learn and take to a convention and talk to your other Klingon friends
2: this is our first serious time with the klingons after the original series and they go through a whole makeover between the the original show and the movies anyway so like this is this is our first taste of like the you know the same thread of klingons that Worf comes from and everything so this is right this is a very very like central movie to like the entire mythos you know this is which like, oh, which is movie has movie. the
1: which movie has the klingon sisters
2: oh that's uh, generations um, generations yeah
1: generations yeah
0: Oh, they they get they eat it so hard at the end, they but it's okay. It so I love love the end
1: of generations. Uh, Larissa and Bator
0: are like two Shakespearean actresses just doing just chewing the scenery. And so I love that. Um
2: this movie also, too. I think this is one of the best, like you know, like movies showing the friendship of the yeah. Uh, of of the original crew, basically, because they go on this crazy adventure and they it 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 pauses for like the little moments where Kirk basically absolves them after right before they steal the Enterprise of like you don't have to accompany us and they're just they're just right there and they just say you know and I, I I love that so much I love Bones you know at the Vulcan mountain basically just saying you know like I'm McCoy son of David you know and I I choose the danger is one of the most badass. Uh, Bones' lines in the in that he has ever said.
1: I love the choice to make Bones the keeper of the Katra and not Kirk. I think that was an excellent uh, choice. It made sense with the writing too. If it was somebody different, it would have you would have had to like um, force that into the plot somehow. So it just it it was natural with the plot, but it also makes sense from a character standpoint too because those. Those two had a very interesting uh relationship
0: i had I had seen Star Trek Four is maybe my favorite of these original movies, and I've seen mm-hmm. that so many times and in fact, had maybe only seen that one of all of them for a long time. And so seeing this one always reminds me was like, oh yeah, that's why bones behaves the way he does in star trek (laughs) four he's like i was your brain was inside me for a year buddy like we're friends like
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you watch some of the old uh you know original series there are some where him and spock they just go at it like they are so in opposition of each other it's crazy so i did like that a lot to see him sort of soften up to spock that's, cool. That's really Speaking, cool.
2: Bones has one of his greatest lines ever when uh, when Kirk tells him what's going on. He says, That green blooded son of a bitch. It's his revenge, for all, it's his revenge for all those yeah. arguments he lost. Like, that is. Yeah. That makes me laugh every single time. I did laugh um, out loud at
0: that green blooded uh, son of a bitch. That was very
2: funny. <laughs> um, and you know, I know we like to rag on William Shatner, uh, you know, as an actor, as a person, <laughs> as what? a singer, mm-hmm. but I will say that the moment that when he has to play learning that his son has died, yeah. breaks my heart every single time. I think he's really great at that. That that moment lands.
1: For <laughs> me, so. you know, I, I think it's maybe some of yeah. his best
2: work in the whole series. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I think that
1: the mm-hmm. scene was really directed well by uh, Mr. Nimoy too. Because yeah. there's a yes. lot of there's a lot of background noise throughout yeah. the movie until you get to that scene, yeah. and then it's so quiet. Um, yeah,
2: and and also I thought it was a really good choice too that as he's kind of collapsing when he hears the they they, they cut away to various members of the bridge who are just silently watching him and just so hurt and stunned and don't know what to do and it's just yeah. it's so it really you know it really solidifies the whole kind of like the, the 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 connection like the family connection that's happening throughout this movie
1: and and you know what else is interesting about that scene is a lot of times death scenes are just drawn out but i think it made it more realistic and and grounded and that it happened so quickly yeah because yeah. i i think that is what it's what life and death is really all about you know one minute you're there and the next you're not and then you have to deal with that shock and but um so it's interesting that that grounded the ridiculousness of the of the movie um not the movie's not ridiculous but like we're in space we're fighting aliens we're right you know there's a genesis device a planet's gonna blow up but then you have this like grounded like real life moment in the middle of it which like anchors it down a little
2: bit yeah the the, the fact that it's Savic who has to deliver the news too, where she's trying very very hard to kind of drain all the emotion out of the statement and still some is kind of seeping into it i I think really is an an effective choice too
1: Mm -hmm.
2: no i totally
0: agree um i think Savic is they're they're really really good and they're they're giving some tough things to play that they pull off um, Sorry, there's an ice cream truck going by. You may begin to hear it over my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Spock is not dead no more. Um He's <laughs> um, going by. Star no, Trek
1: fun. is so strange with like who they can. I think we talked about this before. Like sometimes you die and you can get brought back to life. And sometimes you die and you can't. Like yeah. uh, a stab wound. He's dead. You can't bring him back. Uh, yeah. but sometimes yeah. Maybe,
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, it just depends on, it depends on contract Negotiations
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's True <laughs> um, But I, I do think you were saying that thing about how this movie was reverse engineered to bring Spock back Because because the letter Nimoy changed his mind Um, but that's kind of what Picard felt like It was doing with Data, too mm-hmm. It's like, we gotta have yeah. Data back for one last
1: yeah. We're gonna yeah. get there
0: somehow, you know mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I read that that wasn't true I heard that, but then I also heard That that wasn't exactly that wasn't true. So I that, heard both. That what wasn't I don't true. <laughs> that Leonard Nimoy didn't want to go. That oh, wasn't I you not know
2: I think the, the story I've always heard was that they brought, the, the only way they convinced him to do Star Trek II was by killing him off because he was kind of done. And then he enjoyed and, and also he was in the middle of like a lawsuit with Paramount, which I'm sure made him more angry, but he had such a good time making Star Trek, too. He started to have second thoughts. Um, and then basically mm. he was a, you know, basically right after the movie came out, he was a co-conspirator. in like, OK, how do we get Spock back? You know, like if they're all going to be like an experience like this, then, yeah, let's make a whole bunch of movies. So that was that. that that's the story mm. I've always heard.
1: OK, I don't know i believe you because you are mr imdb
2: well and you michael you've told I us
0: try. this before <laughs> you've told us this before but how how long was it between the end of this it was a long time between the end of the series and the first movie right
2: yep the, the, it was 10 years yeah
0: wow so you you think you know uh, it just wouldn't it yeah i i could see where you know you might want to dive back into doing it but then it ends up being fun and then yeah no that's that's interesting
2: yeah but i mean i'm sure what sweeten the deal was too like we'll bring you back and also we'll let you direct and then yeah. you direct the next one because he directs voyage home as well yeah. um and then he directs a couple other movies including three men and a baby he directed that movie <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he sure did
1: three- I love we that. Watch yeah. that. We should watch that movie next.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I have no problems with that. I'm absolutely good. Cool to watch Three Men and a Baby <laughs> for our Star Trek podcast. Maybe, maybe a little further down the line we've gotten back into a little bit more. We can we can do that.
1: <laughs> I have really a question. Funny. I'm gonna change the subject real quick. I have a question. When yeah. uh baby Spock was g- turning into teenage Spock and going through the pond far.
0: Yeah. Huh. And
1: Savik totally helped him out. What what was your interpretation of that?
0: I'm so glad you said that Because this is what I was trying to I was getting to this That they've given this actress The hard hard thing of like He has to do this thing Or whatever And I was like How is she helping him? Because she's not going to have sex with him Because he's a teenager No um, but, but they made it clear that maybe she didn't, because I, I read it that she didn't needed, because she was holding his hand. They do the
1: two-finger thing, which is a very intimate thing, like in the Vulcan mysticism. They It it calmed him down. So she was helping to calm him down, but it wasn't sex. It was right. more like connecting somehow. I almost said
0: fingering. That's definitely not what it
1: was. <laughs> no. It was, I mean, it was a form of fingering. <laughs> It was definitely a form of fingering, but not what you would think.
2: Not what you would think fingering is. Yeah. (laughs) dear. I feel like as presented, it is left ambiguous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what I will also say is that I think as far as the filmmakers are concerned, I think it's intentionally left ambiguous. But what I do know is that there is definitely, I don't know if it was shot, but it was written. There is definitely a scene. If you recall in Star Trek Four, when they leave Vulcan, Rob uh, uh, excuse me, yeah. says her goodbye and she does not accompany them. And the written reason for why she does it is because she's pregnant with Spock's baby. That is real. That is not something I'm making up. That is act that 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 is actually something they considered for the movie. And then I don't even I don't know if they filmed it, but at some point they cut it out probably because it was very confusing for like the people on the street off the street who were kind of coming oh, wow. into to see a, a, yeah. an accessible star trek movie so i think as far as they're concerned it definitely happens uh, in this movie
1: okay well i did see at the very end when spock is going and looking at all of the um the the cast members <laughs> when he when they when he gets to savik she looks a slightly embarrassed
2: yes she looks down a little bit Mm
1: -hmm. i could sense a slight embarrassment there
0: well and and you would think though too because if logic necessitated that someone who is able to provide that for him is there and blah 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 all of that that vulcans would be cooler about it but i guess
1: she didn't want to see him suffer and have to go through that so she wanted to provide some relief for him yeah it's either that or what? as we know from Star Trek, they have to fight somebody to the death almost. To the death. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: Maybe he killed a Klingon and we just didn't see it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, well, one thing I'll say too, uh, I have a I have an Uber nerd note, basically, um, which is that um, so you know, one thing, so I think this is the, the shortest Star Trek movie. It's only like an hour and 45 minutes, uh, which is pretty lean. Um I, and for me, I feel like this movie is almost kind of too lean. It feels like the kind of movie where you're just like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff they cut out of this yeah. Um, because like, you know, including like, well, how did where I get to Vulcan and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I don't know how much of this is like stuff they actually legitimately cut out. But um, of all things, I'm actually, if you, if you read Star Trek books, I actually strongly recommend the novelization of this movie, which I read as a little kid, Because it is chock full of, uh, I always find that a very fascinating little subgenre of literature, because sometimes it's like people not being paid much money, but like they're very passionate about the subject. And sometimes they're just like, you can see it, sense them going like, this script isn't very good. I kind of want to, you know, improve it a little bit. Let's just throw in a couple extra things. Um, The novelization for Search for Spock is like maybe one of the most extreme examples of this I've ever seen, because it loads up so many extra scenes and so many extra character dynamics and wrinkles. Like the literal, you know, the way this movie begins, that doesn't even happen until like, I don't know, a third of the way through the novel. It is so much about connective tissue between two and three and about establishing the fact that David Marcus and Savick actually begin a a, a romance, basically, um, which is completely not in this movie at all. But as far as the novel is concerned, it's happening on every you know for every every single scene. Um, it makes it clear what Savick and Young Spock do in the cave. It explains how Uhura gets from you know Starfleet command to Vulcan, including like seeking asylum at the Vulcan embassy, and so oh she God. gets stuff with Sarek and everything. It's crazy, like it it, it invents so much stuff, and it's all good stuff. To- too honestly so much so it's hard for me to separate and watch the movie and go like oh right those scenes don't exist They're right not in those the movie. scenes
1: don't exist
2: I strongly recommend it you know if like I if always you, if anyone's pick up
1: a. I whenever I go to like a thrift store or a flea market or a used bookstore which I go to a lot because I think those are fun uh I I do pick up Star Trek novels when I see them so I will look for that one
0: yeah that's a that's sounds like a good thing to have for like a, a you know uh when you when you're looking for something to read a beach read or something yep I I I, get something yep. like that that's great
2: it it's even be better than the um to...
0: <laughs> the romance novel i'm reading which
2: is based on the british bake Off. <laughs> oh okay
1: wow Hey.
2: that's fun. uh what is the name of that book chris uh, it's called uh I, i'm legitimately you... asking because my significant other loves romance novels and loves great british bake-off so it's called it
0: no it's called um <laughs> it's called rosaline palmer takes the cake
1: wow okay.
0: by I, um, I, by alexis I, hall
1: i just i'm writing that down okay well, uh, well uh, i'll save what i was gonna say for our final things
0: well i think we're, we were just about a final thing so i think if you go oh, okay to, yeah yeah uh
1: well we were talking about the market the Kirk Marcus family. I think Carol Marcus is going to show up in Strange New Worlds.
2: I oh, think. that'd be cool.
1: I think I saw that. We didn't really talk that about Strange New cool. Worlds today. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more. Yeah, uh, we got a trailer. Week,
2: but <clears throat> yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming. I'm yeah. excited.
1: Maybe we'll talk about the trailers yeah, next, week. Uh, next week. Um, but I take your book recommendations very seriously. I read uh the 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 one the name of the book I'm I'm having such I'm not great I shouldn't be on a podcast
0: no the uh, the one by Shijing Liu I
1: don't yeah because. I'd never remember the, words.
0: The three body problem is what you're thinking. The three
1: body of. problem. The three body problem. Well,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm going to just so start a new
1: podcast where people help me remember words to things. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's I'm just called
0: reading, What Do I Mean by This? What
1: do, what do I mean by that? <laughs> like, here's a definition of a thing that's an everyday thing. What am I talking about? Um, and now I'm reading The uh, Wanderers. Oh, because cool. My, uh, Michael recommended it and I love it. So keep recommending things to me. I will yeah. read them.
2: All righty. Yeah, so I'm going to other... now
1: read the search for Spock because you told me to. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I've got a great book. It's called Dianetics and I can sell it to you for <laughs> $400. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Oh wait, y'all. All what right. All I did, right. Did, All right.
0: I did. I was. I was looking for something to watch. I was in between things, and and then Freeview was like, "Hey, do you want to watch Earth Final Conflict?" So I began to <laughs> oh, watch one of those oh. episodes, and I was like, "I don't know if I can do this." But I... it was <laughs> wow.
2: That is. I remember watching that show and I remember quitting that show. It's got yeah. a Roddenberry connection. I think it's based on yeah, like, it said, it said Gene Roddenberry's earth final conflict, but he was dead at like, the time. Right. Or, it's like based on his old notes. He had no drawer basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know,
2: yeah. Um, it's not a terrible show at first. It's just, it's one of those nineties sci-fi shows where like it starts well And then it gradually kind of descends. And this is the
1: one, I also stopped watching it. This is the one where an alien comes down and they have to have a whole conference. Uh like about this Mm -hmm. alien guy and that's as far as i got
0: well and it's also like it's like (laughs) you know beefcake has to deal with alien craziness and he
2: infiltrate there i was like okay well it's it's like it's 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 kind of a cool idea where like it's the idea that like aliens have revealed themselves to us and like they're trying to guide us to like a better future kind of thing um
1: and then like, yeah, yeah yeah
2: well it's one of those shows where like you can I don't know, like whether it's different writers, what it's it's one of the it lasts five years, believe it or not. Lasts five years. That's one of those shows where yeah, it's one of those shows where, like, you see them, like, getting bored with a premise and basically just going, like, oh, what if they're more evil and stuff like that? And, like, you as a viewer are just going, like, but that doesn't connect to what I saw a year. Like, wait, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, it's. I it's, could see it,
1: them. You know. They reboot a lot of old shows nowadays. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to that, but they're mm. rebooting everything. But I could see that. Um, <laughs> it's from
0: our trend alert from Carrie yeah, Coleman Henry. Trend alert. You guys <laughs>
1: know how they're rebooting things? I could see that plot line working today. Uh um, sure. I can see people appreciating that if that was redone mm-hmm. um, in yeah. a
0: different way I could definitely see that yep. Well, and anybody else have any final
2: thoughts or recommendations um, one final thought one recommendation final thought is I don't think I mentioned it beforehand but one thing I love about this movie too is the score by James Horner which is absolutely, oh, absolutely really good. sensational especially yeah. the stealing the enterprise bit mm-hmm. uh, oh so good my recommendation is so I'm only halfway through it, the book right now, but uh, it's a dual TV book recommendation because we started watching Silo on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. And my significant other. Um, which I'm really enjoying. And she said, well, the reason, you know, and she said, the reason I was interested in this because I've read the books, which are there for. You should definitely read the books. And so I started reading the books. Uh, and I'm only half i'm I'm about three quarters of the way through the first book, but so far, I am really, really, really enjoying it. Um, the basic premise is it's about a gargantuan, um basically uh you know silo and it's right there in the title um <laughs> uh, like a, like a generational silo people yeah. never go outside the only people who go outside are people who have effectively been shunned or banished for various reasons um it's completely self-sufficient um there's kind of a you know there's 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 a you know, there's the, the, kind of a haves and haves-nots, kind of, sort of. Um, the 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 best thing I can I, I can it reminds me a lot of the premise of Snowpiercer. If you remember that comic or movie, sure. it's, it's kind of got a similar where it's this completely self-sufficient uh, society, um, and there are some class differences and whatnot. It's about a um, someone who works down, kind of in the bowels, uh, like yeah, an engineer. I was gonna say, or becomes... the
1: upper class on the upper mm-hmm. part of the silo, the sort of well, thing. Well,
2: she, she gets promoted to kind of out of the blue. She gets picked to be the new sheriff of the of the silo, um, and uh, kind of, you know, is kind of get the sense she's kind of being set up to fail uh, because there is kind of a conspiracy that's happening potentially uh, around that that could. Uh, involve a lot of different secrets about you know, because this is this is these are people who have literally they have no frame of reference for what the past is you know they have been down here for so long in fact the show the, the 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 show and the book are very very in the early going very very uncertain about when this is where this is what is actually going on because they're told that it's there's been some kind of nuclear cataclysm but you don't know that for certain. All they know is what they've been told. Um, And so, you know, and it kind of builds from there. It's really, really compelling so far, Um, both the show and the book. They're just, you know, and they're similar stories in a lot of ways. Um, You know, like the the, the show is a very faithful adaptation. but we're really, really enjoying it, um, and mm. you know, I have it on good authority that it does not flame out. It's it's one of those sh- you know shows/slash books where like it's te- definitely taking a cue from shows like Lost, where like it's this huge kind of mystery thing that's happening, and yeah. you know, everything I'm told is just like, don't worry, the reveals and the payoffs are worth it. You know, it's not it's not a situation where you're just like, oh come on, you know, like when you get to the conclusion. So, yeah. um, I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: Oh great well good well um uh carrie did you have any other final thoughts or recommendations or you got yours in there i
1: think Mm, you you guys um uh babies are cool yay okay babies are cool how old is how old is arlo now he's six months old
0: oh
1: and um if you don't have a baby that's fine but i just want you to know that they're cool okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm working on getting a dog at some point. That's maybe my next yeah. step in that journey. I and mean, people uh, that
1: don't have baby, I didn't have a baby for, you know, uh 40 some odd years and then I do <laughs> have a baby and uh he's pretty cool.
0: Okay. Recommendation <laughs> from Carrie, get a baby by any means necessary. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
1: get your hands on one of those babies.
0: Get your hands on a baby if you can. And my recommendation is drink more water. Am I right? Yeah. Um, no, you know. Us. <laughs> That's always good It's just good advice for everybody. Mm-hmm. But specifically for me, because I thought that yesterday was a good idea to drink tequila in the afternoon and then eat barbecue spare ribs at night. And I'm like, oh. why am I so thirsty oh. all day today? Yeah. And that would be why. Also, I had crazy dreams. But other than that. Um, okay. uh, but yes, we will then see you all uh, next time for another uh, prime subjective where we will uh review i think one more classic entry uh from the Star Trek canon and then after that it will be into stra- strange new worlds. Um and on that note um we don't have a song to end on. Um
1: and that's you know what and that's okay. that's okay. And that's, and that's okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to.
0: We don't have to. Yeah. But I will leave you with a mantra and that mantra is reach for the stars. They're the only people who can help you. Thanks. Good night. Great.